Welcome to Spread Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Enjoy. Hello everybody. I greet you all in the wonderful, wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My name is Pastor Dion Hockey and I'm from Healing Ministries International. Thank you for joining me again today as I continue teaching on the Christian's hope. Hey, um, I'm so excited to share this uh, message with you. We started last week teaching on on uh, how to work out your own salvation. The Bible says with much fear and trembling. So before we get into the word, let's just come together before the Lord. Let's pray and ask his blessing upon the service. Father, we just thank you this morning for your grace, your love, your compassion towards us, Father God. The Bible uh, is so clear that you are a good father. You are a loving father. Uh, you are a compassionate father, God. And we just worship you this morning. Come and minister into the hearts of the viewers. Um, speak through me today, Father God, that I can um, be an instrument in your hands. I ask this in Jesus' name. Cause revelation to come. Cause understanding to come. And just open up the ears of those that are listening that we surely will understand that there is so much to look forward to one day when we get into heaven. Bless the service, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And those who agree with me says, Amen. Hey, we were reading from Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 13. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get straight into the word, okay? We, I'll just give you a little recap of what we did last week. Um, but I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, all right? The Amplified Bible, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 13. Again, there is so much information about this, but I want to get to the five crowns that we are going to receive, uh, rewards that we're going to receive when we get into heaven. So, it says this, verse 12, Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because of my absence, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidity shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. If you remember, last week just quickly, here is Paul writing to the church and he has many people who are who who obviously are following him. Uh, he's 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 preaching the gospel there, and uh, just the beginning. Just want to remind you, the beginning is so clear uh, for me when he says, um, "Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions." So he's teaching the word by suggestion, and then he says, "So now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show." And and last week I I told you that you know it's amazing how people can go to church and so sh uh, show so much enthusiasm about their uh, their excitement of Jesus and and you know worship of Jesus and uh, the preaching of the word yet when people go home they don't have that same enthusiasm they don't have that same excitement so he says 
um, the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. So Paul is saying that he wants us to have the same attitude of worship at home as you would at church okay we're not at church to impress people about how hard and how loud we can pray and how high we can jump and how hard we can dance before the lord listen it, it, it's the same attitude you should have back at home alrighty. and now he goes on and he says and he breaks open this word, the Amplified. This is what I love about the Amplified. It uh, tells us what we need to do to, um, to work out our own salvation, as he says, to cultivate. Now, last week I spoke about um, this word um, cultivate, and that means to grow and to maintain. You know, it's like when you work in the garden and you have to keep the garden looking good. You need to pull out the weeds, right, and maintain the garden. Um, carry out to the goal he's saying that we are to uh, uh, we are to work towards receiving the prize one day it's an ongoing process remember it's a working out your salvation is an ongoing process that we uh, look we give our hearts to jesus god lives in our hearts but satan is constantly walking around like a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour so you and i have to constantly work at our salvation meaning that work on our relationship we save but now we have to work on our relationship um, to stay close to God amen so the first point I wanted to bring across what he was speaking about is this word self-distrust and uh, we are to we are not to trust in our own abilities but we are to trust in the Lord and that he will give us the ability to to overcome and to walk victorious uh, in 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 his might not in our might the bible says uh, it's uh, you know it, uh, he says that uh, we must ephesians i believe it says it's uh, that we are to come to the lord and in in his power and in his might okay number 2 uh, serious caution we are to take serious caution in our relationship with the lord be careful in how you serve God, be careful in and how you how you worship Him and how you approach Him. It's not something that we just do uh, lightly, but we are to that we are to walk carefully in His presence. Number three, He says there that we are to have tenderness of conscience. Wow, this is the one I haven't spoken about yet. Tenderness of conscience. Your conscience is is that inner voice that speaks to you and um, the holy spirit ministers to your spirit remember the holy spirit is inside of you and uh, when the holy spirit comes and he warns you and he speaks to you through your spirit man and he tells you to be co uh, conscious about what you are doing in other words when the holy spirit warns you about things that you shouldn't be doing who knows that still small voice that comes up and and you walk down the street and you look at something and that voice inside of you says don't look at that you don't need that amen so we have to be tender towards our our own conscience that we will not that we will not overstep the boundaries Alrighty, this is working out, cultivating your own salvation. We have to be careful on how we walk with the Lord, how we present ourselves before the Lord, and to be careful that we don't overstep the boundaries. Number four, he said, a watchfulness against temptation. Oh my goodness. And how, how easily is it to be tempted by the devil? 
Even Jesus was tempted three times. You know, when he was fasting and praying in the wilderness, we all know this. Uh, Satan came and tempted him three times. And we know the areas of temptation, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the three areas that Satan would use to tempt us. We want, want, want. We want to gratify the flesh all the time. When we see with our eyes, gimme, gimme, gimme. I want whatever is out there, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Well, look at me. Look what I've accomplished and what I can do. And these are the things that we have to be mindful of, that we, that we won't fall into that trap of temptation. Amen. Don't let, let the desires of the world become so great that your desire after because uh, your desire, excuse me, after God disappears and you don't have that that earnest hunger and that earnest desire of the Lord. All right. Number four is um, uh, sorry. Number five: timidity, uh, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, shrinking away from. Whatever might offend God, shrinking away, breaking away from anything that might offend God and discredit His name, bring shame to His name. In other words, if we are born again Christians, uh, you know, there's an old saying that we are to walk the walk. But I want to add not just to walk the walk, we are to talk the talk. If you talk the talk, you must walk the walk. There's no point in me saying one thing with my mouth, but then when people look at my, at my life, I'm not doing what I'm talking. There's a lot of people who can talk and say many things. It looks good, holy, and pure, but is their lifestyle of what they're saying, you know, is it equal to what they are preaching? So uh, when we talk about sin and we talk about this and that, we make sure that we are not doing anything that's going to discredit the name of Christ. Amen? You can't say, you know, Jesus loves you and Jesus, you know, uh, wants to save you and Jesus cares for you, but then you walk around in public where nobody sees you and you use the Lord's name in vain and you cuss and you swear and you use foul language with the Lord's name. And uh, also, you know, you're beating other people up and you're criticizing and you're judging and you're mocking. That's not, that's not how Jesus is. And that's bringing discredit to his name. All righty. So let me just read this again if you're not following what I'm saying. That he says that we are to cultivate... Alrighty, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. And now this is what I was teaching on. Then this word, with reverence and trembling, in brackets, he's saying self-distrust. So don't trust in your own abilities. With serious caution, be careful on how you serve the Lord. Tenderness of conscience. Uh, listen to that still small voice inside of you. Watchfulness against temptation. Don't give in to anything that the devil will bring towards you. And then timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Amen. Be like Jesus. Don't be like the world. All right. Verse 13. I love this. Verse 13 says, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Did you get that? It is not by our own might. The Bible says this very clearly in Zechariah 
chapter 4 verse 6 he says it is not by might nor by power but it is by my spirit says the lord so it's not in our own strength okay we can't we can't live this perfect christian life it's impossible who can it's impossible but the holy spirit is there to help you and to 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 uh, guide you and lead you remember the bible says in in the romans i believe it is he says that the sons of god are led by the spirit of god the sons of god are led by who the spirit of god so it's not in our own strength this is what the, the word says not in your own strength for it is god who is all the while affectionately effectually sorry at work in you it is god in you who's busy working with you now some people say but we free people we're not under the law we're not bound to do certain things no god gives you this this willingness this hunger to serve him he wants you to live pure he wants you to live a good life he wants to lead you and guide you every day in the walk and the and the and, and the the lifestyle that you are living he doesn't want bad things for you he wants the best for you so it is god working in you all this time energizing watch this energizing and creating in you the power and the desire so he gives you a power to overcome and he gives you a desire to let go the things of the world. When I was in the world, I drank, smoked, gambled, I swore, I fought, I did all these bad things. But the moment I truly got born again and I gave my heart to Jesus, I did not have this much desire to smoke, to drink, to gamble, to fight. Uh, you know, to do all the things I used to do in the world. I had no desire for that. It left me and God completely set me free from my old life, from my past. And I became this new creature in Jesus. Can, can you say amen if you understand what I'm saying? And so he has put this desire in me. What is the desire both to will and to work, to will and to work for his good pleasure and the satisfaction and the light he gives us this desire to do his will and to work for him can i say this again god is inside of me actively working to to apply his will in my life and to do the works that he has called me to do he puts that desire in there it's not that somebody beats me over the head and forces me to do this he wants me he's choosing me he has chosen you he has chosen me to walk in the destiny and the plan and the calling that god has for my life and for your life amen i hope this is helping you now why do i share all of this well you know in the end we want to go to heaven right we want to spend eternity with jesus uh we 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 missing hell we're missing the flames of hell we're missing all that that bad stuff that we hear about hell and we hear about the good things in heaven now if i'm going to spend eternity in heaven you know uh we're not there yet so we have this lifetime here on earth uh, 70 80 90 years of however long it is that we are living on this earth and it gives us time to work on our salvation here on earth so that we can get rewards one day in heaven Let's Listen, whether you like this or not, you are going to be rewarded for what you have done here on earth, right? There's going to be rewards that will come to you. 
And I just want to share with you what these rewards are. Number one, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible speaks about a crown of righteousness. All right, 2 Timothy 4, verse 8 says that we will receive a crown of righteousness. Wow. So what does this mean? It is given to those whose lives show that they are eagerly looking forward to the coming of Jesus. I like that one. Are you looking forward to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ? I am so looking forward to it. You know, in the book of Revelations, right in the end of Revelations, it says there that the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Who the Spirit the Holy Spirit and the bride, us, the church, cries out and we yearn to God and we say, come, Lord Jesus, come. I'm a firm believer in the rapture. I'm looking forward to Jesus coming back. I'm looking forward to us going up into heaven and having a seven-year, can you imagine this, a seven-year wedding feast with the Lord in heaven where there's going to be no pain, there's going to be no tears, there's going to be no sorrow. It's just going to be a wonderful time. And in this time period, we're going to be receiving these rewards and the blessings that God has for us. Amen. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So we, uh, we, uh, it's given to those that are looking forward to the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This coming includes, now listen to this, the past, the present, and the future. Alrighty. We must believe that Jesus came in the flesh, which he did 2,000 years ago. His first coming manifested himself physically. And then now that he, is, um, uh, that he will return in the rapture, and then after the rapture, he's going to return a third time with uh, what we call the second coming, but actually it's the third one when he comes back and we'll witness that big battle called the Battle of Armageddon, and that will be then the end of the world as we know it today. All right, second crown that we will receive is called a crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19 and 20. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19 and 20 speaks about a crown of rejoicing. And what does that mean? It is a crown that you will receive for winning souls for Jesus. I want that. I want to receive a crown of righteousness because I looked forward to his coming and I want to receive the crown because I was a soul winner. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a wise man is a person who wins souls for Jesus. Are you a wise person? Are you a wise person who is hungry and desperate to see people come to know Jesus? Friend, let's not be stingy. Let's not be selfish. If we believe that the Lord is returning again, the Bible says He's coming for a pure and spotless bride. If we believe that the Lord is coming back again and we believe in hell and we believe in heaven, isn't it our Christian duty, our mandate from God to go out and tell people about Jesus? Is that not what he said in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19? Go therefore and preach this good news to all people. 
That's his commandment towards you and I, that we are to witness, that we are to testify, that we are to share this good news so that we can take as many people with us to heaven so that they will avoid hell and spend eternity with God. I want to encourage you, you do that. The more people you lead to Jesus, then you shall receive what the Bible calls a crown of rejoicing. Hallelujah. And you're going to meet those people in heaven. I know I'm going to meet those people in heaven when I get up there and I'm going to see the thousands that we have led to the Lord and they're going to come up to me and they're going to say thank you, thank you, thank you Dion for preaching Jesus to me and getting me saved. I am in heaven because of your word that you brought to us. Amen. And I want you to have that same idea, that same reward where somebody is going to walk up to you in heaven, shake your hand and say, thank you for telling me about Jesus because I am here on, uh, in heaven, uh, you know, and the, your word got me saved. Number three, we're going to receive a crown of life. Revelations 2 verse 10, a crown of life. And this is for those who have been faithful unto death and have died for Jesus. Well, bless the Lord, I'm not there yet. But this is called martyrdom, okay? Those who have, have died for Jesus and for the name of Jesus. And we know that there are many people who have, who have given their hearts to God and have given their lives physically to God. So many people have been persecuted and killed around the world. You know what I'm talking about. How many people have been beheaded? How many people have been burnt? How many people have been, uh, you know, uh, 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 just tortured to death because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? So many people who said, I will not renounce God. I will not renounce Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And when they are told to, to if they want to spare their lives, they must renounce Jesus. And they say, no, my life is more important. I mean, Jesus is more important than my life I know that even if I die in the flesh I'm going to spend eternity with God in heaven amen so the third crown is the crown of life and that is for those who who have given their hearts uh, to Jesus and they refuse to renounce Jesus Christ number four there is a fourth crown that we will receive in heaven. This is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. It is called an incorruptible crown. Alrighty, an incorruptible crown. What, what does this mean? Uh, so this crown are for those who have kept their physical desires under control. Wow. They've kept their physical desires under control. Paul said in verse 27, he said, But I keep my body and I bring it into subjection. So, this, I, you know, when I thought about this, I didn't know, but we will receive a crown if we have been able to keep our bodies uh, uh, in subjection to the Word of God, that we, we did not give in to the lust of the flesh. We did not give in to the temptation of the world, you know. The desires of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, but that we were serious enough with God to say, Lord, you know what? My body, the Bible says that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you live inside of this temple. And my job is to keep this this body pure and to keep it clean and holy. There were you living inside of me. 
Amen. So we're going to receive what is called an incorruptible crown. And uh, we are keeping our bodies in subjection to the Lord and to His Word. Number five. The another crown that we will receive. We find in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 2 to 4. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 2 to 4 is called a crown of glory. Hallelujah. A crown of glory. I'm definitely going to get this one. It means it is for those who have been good and faithful shepherds pastors and christian leaders so if you if you've been uh, if you are a minister and you've been faithful working for god holding on to the promises of the lord if you are a sunday school teacher if you are a worship leader anything that has to do with you teaching leading and guiding god's sheep teaching them protecting them uh, there is a reward and there is a crown that is awaiting you in heaven. Isn't that good news that we will receive these rewards? Well, I know that four out of these five I'm going to receive. Amen. I'm going to receive a crown of rejoicing because I know that I've been a soul winner. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to receive um, the, the incorruptible uh, crown I'm going to receive the 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 um, I'm going to receive the, the crown of glory because I know that I've been faithful to the Lord. I hope you got something out of this teaching today, and I just want to encourage you uh, before we before we sign off. And I want to pray with you quickly, but I just want to encourage you. Listen, it is worth it. It is worth it living for God down here on the earth to. To let go what we as humans f seem to find pleasurable and enjoyable. Listen, the rewards that we're going to get in heaven one day far exceeds the pleasures of this world. Would you agree? And what does it, you know, what is it if we let go everything of the world and we serve Jesus and we receive the crowns in the end? Heaven has far more pleasures than what we could even think or imagine. I want to encourage you with this. Work out your own salvation with much fear and trembling. If you don't know Jesus and you would like to invite him into your heart so that you could also receive these rewards, pray this prayer with me and say, Father God, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me in your precious blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe God raised you from the dead. And Jesus, I invite you, come and live in my heart. I receive you now as my God, my Savior, and my friend. I'm born again, and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love you so much. We are proud of you for praying this prayer and giving your heart to Jesus. Remember, this is a new day. It's a new beginning. You are walking into a new life, a new lifestyle. Amen. Read your Bible. Pray to Jesus. Pray to God in the name of Jesus. And go to church. Let the people be there to encourage you. Get involved in the activities of the church. Join a Bible study group. Maybe take a Bible course. Get your knowledge and your, your understanding of Jesus just to grow. Follow us on Facebook. We are preaching every night on Facebook. And you can go to our website, www.dionhockey.org.
Amen. We love you so much. We pray the Lord's blessing upon you. And have a great week. We'll catch you next week as well. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.